podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, and thanks for downloading the latest show from the Glasgow's Green Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the last reaction pod with Etienne Bojan during the week. I'm Stevie, and this is yet another reaction podcast on our usual Sunday slot to a game that Celtic have lost at home to Ross County. The pathetic 2-0 defeat now means a 35-game winning run in domestic cup competitions has came to an end. You know, usually Rizzo would get a wee body in at this point and we're all jokey, but now isn't the time. The only criticism I feel I can now dish out is towards everyone at that club, especially those for not relieving the manager of his duties. John, cheers for coming on and when is he going to go? Hi Stevie and hi all our fans on yet another uh, great week for Celtic comes to an end. Um, I don't know, I think probably that Lennon will go soon. I would be surprised if he's in charge uh, for the Milan game. I mean, you can't really blame him for no leaving to an extent. I mean, I suppose some managers would resign, but if it's his prerogative not to resign, I mean, it's up to the Celtic board if they want to get rid of him, and so far they've shown that they back him. But it has sort of already looked like past the point of no return after the Sparta Parag game. In fact, when we conceded that fourth goal, I thought like that might that might be it because I mean, okay, losing three one is bad enough, but like losing four ones that bit more embarrassing, if you know what I mean. The days a new level, <laughs> a new level of embarrassment. Did you did you get to see the game okay, or did Premier Sports have a nightmare for you as well? I, I saw most of the game. I ended up having to run up to my mum's to watch because she's got Premier Sports. Lucky her. But I'm going to tell her to cancel that. Sadly, we have to cover the game, but not for long because the game's not important bit here. It's the aftermath of the game that we have to talk about when I saw the teams lined up. I'm like, is it a 3 5 2 or a 5 3 2? I'm thinking, why are we playing Scott Brown again? Neil Lennon shouting and bawling to Steve Clark about Ryan Christie playing three games in a week. And Scott Brown, what? It's going to be doing this. There's no reason for Scott Brown to play that game today. You know, I'm thinking Soro has to come in. And then I realise, and this is news to me up until about a couple hours ago, that Soro was isolating because he was allowed to go to the Ivory Coast to go and get married. He did go and get married yesterday, can of play. <laughs> that, it just baffles my brain. And then I'm thinking, right, surely this team can't go as low as getting beat today. Now, I know things have been bad, but up against a Ross County team who I watched against Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock went down to 10 men after like 10 minutes uh, the other week. Ross County get beat 3-1 after them, and they were abysmal. But they came again to Celtic Park with a game plan and just out-fought and out-thought us. And it's unacceptable. And Barkas going in goals again, that's a small positive. But his confidence is going to be shot to bits after that. It doesn't even matter. Even if we had a, a peak Buffon in, whoever's in front of that goalkeeper now, is going to just be on to hide into nothing. No, no. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Like, uh, Lenny's managerial career was started with a 2-0 defeat in the Cup to Ross County, and now it could end in a 2-0 defeat in the Cup to Ross County. It's like a symmetry, uh, 10 years apart. The team's not getting any confidence. It's weird how it's happened so soon. When you look at how dominant we've been in the last, like, three or four years, like, you can't just discount the fact that they've won 11 domestic trophies in a row, and and I sort of, we could make it twelve, sort of like technically, if we beat Hearts. John, right now, that's a, that's a big if. That is an actual. That's actually a big if. Well, somebody in social media says that Hearts would be favourite to win. Hearts would probably win the cup now, and I responded with Italy. 
<laughs> it depends who the manager is, which I think is the case. I mean, Hearts could be off Alwa yesterday, and um, and we're worried about playing him in the cup final. I think that sees it all the new about Celtic. Here's another horrible stat. Do you know that is has lost the last four home games now in all competitions for the first time since 1958. I think. Wow. I saw that I mentioned earlier that that's the first time since 1958 we've lost four home games in a row. So that sort of sums up how bad things are now. That penalty. It was you texted me actually, John, and you said to me, we really are a stupid club because the penalty was just so needless. It it was so avoidable. See, when that went 1-0, the only chance I think we created after it, and in fact, the entire game was a Yeti when he hit the post. And see, when it went to half-time, I thought... If we don't score at about 60 minutes, this is going to stay like this. See, when you knew we weren't creating anything and all we were doing was passing sideways, you knew it was done. You knew the game was done at 60 minutes. It's it's absurd. I know. I can't work out if I'm surprised or not. Because we really have been playing dreadfully for weeks. And I know you always think, uh, you especially always think, oh, we'll, we'll win, we've got better players than most of the jobbers in the league. But we, we do have. We have, but they've not got any confidence. The team has not got any confidence. And that, I suppose, has to do with the manager. And that is why it's time for Neil Lennon to go. And I think he probably recognises that as well. But I don't know. I mean, all that stuff about Zoom calls the other day with Dermot Dezer and Peter Lowell, that was a bit bizarre. And, oh, I don't know. <laughs> not been the happy start to this glorious Glasgow's Green podcast comeback but we're still giving content to the fans it's the kind of guys will but that's if that's a big club you don't go in sentiment and you don't go oh, we'll give him another couple of no, games no, he deserves no, no, it no, no, a no. big club like we, we already touched on with Bayern Munich um a big club actually identifies the problem there and goes nah out we're making immediate changes if we want to salvage something and Celtic seems so determined utterly determined to let this get far worse and it's not doing Neil Lennon any favours, it's not doing the team any favours. The fans are fighting with each other, and I don't want to seem like I'm singling out another podcast um, or any other fan in particular. I'm really not not here to cause beef, not here to cause a feud, past all that shit. But Celtic Underground put out a tweet saying, Neil Lennon is a Celtic great. Whatever happens next, he deserves to be treated with the respect that his outstanding record merits. No, no I'm sorry, but... That's fucking bullshit because that's part of the problem. No one here is denying what he was for us and what he's achieved. But see when you position something like that, see when you position a point where the strong emotional pull ahead of the fact, and it's a cold hard fucking fact, that the results have been disastrous and it is a results-based business. This is why we're suffering. It's like I said on the podcast during the week with Sean, we were, talk- we were just so emotional with everything we're saying and, and, and doing. Everything at Celtic is professionalism goes to one side and emotions taking over. And it's just wee things like that that are just driving me mental. So Neil Lennon, his record this season is appalling. And already right away, they're still talking going, ah, but he's a great, he's a legend. No one's denying that. But even legends have their time. Look at Tommy Burns, John. I think he would add to his legend even more. Neil Lennon, if he put his hands up and said, that's it, I'm walking away. It's just no work to it this season. And he is a legend. I mean, I thought he was a brilliant player for us. As a manager, I didn't think he was our best manager ever, but you can't deny all the trophies that he won. 
uh, we maybe didn't win as many as we should have, but we still won the league. We can't take away Barcelona, which was phenomenal. Even like we haven't played brilliant since he came back that often, but he did take over when we were left and the right shit heap basically when Rogers walked out, which shouldn't be forgotten. Harry man, that was that couldn't have been easy at all for them at Celtic and Lennon managed to steer us to a treble, which I didn't think we would win. The football wasn't great, but we still won a treble. And he is a legend. It can't be denied. And I predict that one day he'll have a statue at St. Celtic Park and he'll be there to see it and all the fans will be delighted. But You think he's going to have a statue after this season, but regardless? Oh, aye. Even if we don't win 10? Aye. Why, why, why do you think that? Because I think he'll go down as one of Celtic's biggest of all legends, and I, I think this terrible season shouldn't he, uh, deflect with that. But Henry Larson's not got a statue, so why would he'll he? Have one, he'll have one eventually as well, come on. There'll be a load of statues at Parkhead eventually. He'll have one, Lennon will have one. We can still win the league. Like, I'm not ready to know winning the league off yet, weirdly enough. I still think we could win it, but it isn't easy. He went 10 in a row. We haven't done it before when we could have. Rangers haven't done it before when they could have. And I think teams just get old sometimes and the pressure doesn't help. I mean, okay, maybe like because it was the first ever nine in a row when we won in it in the seventies, that was like different. But there still would have been pressure to make it ten in a row. When Rangers were going for ten in a row, they were under massive pressure. And it's the same for us. I mean, the results are dreadful, but I think there's added pressure here and I'm a bit surprised that the players haven't been able to cope with it. I hear what you're saying, right? And it's not easy to win 10 in a row. It's a big ask, but your job's made easier, John, if you actually prepare and you plan um, and you're professional. Neil Lennon and his coaching team have been anything but that. All the things that have happened this season, if you list it for Armstrong, I know this isn't just all on Neil Lennon, right? But you're talking about the culture with that Armstrong Ocoflex fucking being dodgy on Instagram, messaging Lassie saying you're going to be amazing when you look older. I mean, that. Lee Griffiths going and getting what takeaways and getting spotted after the third one. And then he's playing catch-up for the rest of the season as well. Someone made a great point. I think it was Melbourne Boy on Twitter saying Celtic actually right now need another pre-season. And I would actually agree with that because see the now, I've never seen a Celtic team look so unfit. Remember, under Strachan, now while the football wasn't a great John under Strachan and there was plenty of critics of him, me included, they went right to the end. Same as Rodgers, they went to the end. You knew in the 90th minute, the game wasn't done. But see, the pivotal moment for me was 60 minutes at Ross County. They looked knackered. All they could do was get the ball to Brown, play it out wide, and it was a hopeful cross, and it was going nowhere. They looked second best to everything after about 70 minutes, and when that second goal went in, it really wasn't a surprise, because Ross County just hit us on the break again, like every other team seems to be doing. And I hear what you're saying about how, how it's actually a difficult thing to do. If you've got the right management in place, John, it's just start. And it's so abundantly clear that not just Neil Lennon, but you've got Strachan and Kennedy in there and the rest of them in the coaching team that aren't adding anything anymore. And I'm hoping tomorrow morning it's the end of them all. I really do. I really, really do. Well, I don't think it'll be the end of all of them because somebody's going to have to take the team for Thursday. Who, who's it going to be? John Kennedy? That, but well, John Kennedy should be marched out along with Neil Lennon. He's added nothing here. Well, but... Everybody's greatest ever Celtic hero, Brendan Rodgers, kept him more than he could have got rid of him when he tried to take him to Leicester. So uh, I don't think we can say he adds nothing, but 
It's hard to see what any of these really added to Celtic this season. I mean, it's just been a collective failure for the manager, the players, the board. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's, uh, even I, I'm a bit lost for words about what's happening you now. I thought about how the fans are all at loggerheads with each other. They're Rammies. There's a protest right now at Celtic Park. Frankly, I actually agree with it. Do you? To an extent, I. I mean, it shows that the fans are still passionate and we want Celtic to be successful more than anything. That's what everybody wants. And I can understand the upset and frustration that things, in this season especially, are uh, gone poorly. I mean, I don't know. This, everything about this season is so strange. Like, I think... The fact that we've no fans in a way has helped the board and management team sort of uh, sort of no make the decision. I mean, because I think if we'd been losing so many games with sixty thousand fans every week, then the manager probably would have been sacked a few weeks ago. But I don't know. Maybe they were using that as a deflection. No learning. I mean, the board maybe. I don't know. But I can't really blame fans for being upset as long as it doesn't turn into stupid like. Fights and slanging matches and all that. I can't bother with that. Well, after seeing you face to face yet, John, so we can't rule that out. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. And the thing is, there's no respite for the team because we're playing again on Thursday and then we're playing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. We'll probably be playing Aberdeen now in that rearranged game because we're at the Betfred Cup. We've got a, a free beat now. We can play that. I don't know. They just need to make some decision like soon about what's happening because it can't just keep dragging on and dragging the club down no it can't go on I'll move on to Milan later sadly that's the last part but oh good here's a question for you here is before I ask you have we been spoiled I just want to also say yes we were there in those terrible years remember the 90s all that bullshit okay now we lived through that and we lived through some amazing success and all we've known this decade is success since 2000 Mm -hmm. Celtic have won what is it 15 titles to Rangers 5. Now, under Brendan Rodgers, when Rangers did make their comeback, that was a midfield we were facing. Like Jason Holt, Josh Windass and Andy Halliday, right? Nowadays, it's a different Rangers midfield. It's a different Rangers team. Well, of course it is, because it's a different club. <laughs> Cheers. You can uh, you can run that other account, John, where you do hail hail at the end of every tweet. Well do. This is the first proper challenge, realistically, we've had, because we know the Wild Rangers have maybe matched us in the league we always felt we had something over them and we would still slip into another gear after Christmas. It doesn't look like it's going to be that way now. And I'm not trying to get on at the fans and say, for all the Rammies that we've seen, for all the unsettledness Aye. that's been surrounding the club, have we let ourselves become a wee bit entitled? No, because we're a big club and we should be looking to be a big club and we should be winning trophies every year, which we have been, but we don't want that to stop. I mean... I still want Celtic to win the Scottish Cup in a couple of weeks. You all as well. I still want us to win the league in the Scottish Cup this season. And I think we could win them both still. I mean, it's no loss completely. So, no, I don't think the fans are uh, entitled or anything. Of course, if we remember the 90s, of course, uh, when we went six years without winning anything, this sort of thing would be like living in a different world. But, no, I mean, if the fans... If they stay within like reason, I've got a right to be annoyed. That's what big club fans do. They get angry when their team isn't doing well. And at the moment, even though like fans are like forty other teams in Scotland, no good in Rangers, like because they're a big club, I suppose as well. They'd be like, "Oh, you're spoiled. We love to win 
one trophy, never mind the last 11 that we have. But no, I mean, I can understand the frustration that people are feeling this season more than any other because it was the biggest season, maybe. That's got some do with it as well. As I talked about before, like how it's uh, the 10 in a row season. I mean, if we were going for like five in a row, maybe the, the frustration anger wouldn't be as much. But people would still be annoyed. Like, I mean, because you don't want to see your team play so poorly as we have been playing but no I mean the fans I support like the fans uh, and their unhappiness but as long as they don't go too far there I'm just seeing online that reports are saying the media have been escorted out of Celtic Park so any hope for an announcement tonight <laughs> not going to happen that looks as if that's uh, in the drain but then I look at Neil Lennon's last season at Hibs before he got a job at us on an interim basis There was so many problems at that club, on the pitch, off the pitch, and it resulted in him eventually walking after a 1-0 defeat at Fir Park. The main difference here, so my point here though, the main difference with his time at Hibs and his time at Celtic and how there's like parallels is the fact that it doesn't look as if he is going to walk this time. It doesn't look as if the board are going to turn around and go beat it. I don't know now. Um, if he'll be in charge in January to tell you the truth for the game at Ibrox I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone before that do you think he'll still be manager for that game? he shouldn't be he should be nobody. he shouldn't be the manager tonight he shouldn't be the manager after this podcast is done Camden do you think he'll be the manager for the game at Ibrox? no I don't no. I actually don't I don't because I think tonight Sparta Prague during the week should have been the one that changed it but tonight now but then that's the thing. Every time we do this, it's like one bad result after another. We keep saying, nah, this will be the this will be the one that does it. And then there's something else. So if he's in charge for talking sake on Thursday against Milan, Milan need to get a win to progress. They won't be going taking it easy. They won't be going, Oh, we can't we can't go lightly and pull we Neil Lennon's team. They'll be like merciless. They will be like what a big club do and look to progress. Whereas we will be going there short of confidence. But after what we're even knowing what we're going to be doing in the pitch, and for the first time ever, I'm saying it now, I fear that Thursday could end up being one of the five or six nil games. I wouldn't shock me. I mean, we've had heavy defeats in Europe before, so nothing would shock when this team in the new has no confidence. But I, I don't think you'll be the manager for Ibrox. I mean, I wouldn't shock me. In fact, if he'd, if he's not the manager after tomorrow. Because I think the groundswell of opinions will just be so much now that it's probably best for everybody that uh, the manager leaves. But then you never know what the Celtic board, so we'll just need to wait and see what happens. I just want to say, like, I've never thought Neil Lennon was a great manager. I've never thought a brilliant guy, but whatever. he's He did a job for us and he was a brilliant player, but I'm not even at the point where I'm like, I'm going to be so delighted when he's been sad. It's just so sad. Everything since August has been so sad and so avoidable and it should not be at this stage and here we are. And the board are totally complicit in that. I know, it's dire, basically. I know it's always remember the 90s, but in a way, this is a big statement here. This is probably worse than the 90s because at least in the 90s, we're an excuse, we're skint. And the people that are running this were like sort of 
like fit more directors for the old days that had like ideas for like the seventies and eighties and stuff, and they had been at Celtic since like the eighteen nineties for God's sake. So they only knew one way, but no, like, and they always obviously back then they had to deal with like Rangers, like David Murray, not that spending all that money before they liquidated. I mean, that was that was a different world. But in a way, this is probably worse than the nineties because we've not got any excuses. We're the biggest team in Scotland by a mile. We've got more money than any other team by a mile. We've got the best squad by a mile. We've got the best players by a mile. Lennon isn't the best manager, but he's a good enough manager for Scottish football and he showed that in the past. So it's desperate, really. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I've been reduced to, a weary sigh. Even if the board do get rid of Neil Lennon, he's going to have to get a big payout for one, and then they're then going to have to find the money to replace Neil Lennon with a forward-thinking, progressive manager. And if they do get rid of Neil Lennon, they have to make a change quickly. They have to have a replacement identified quickly, and they have to just get him in quickly and, and change that entire stinking culture at the club. And that's not going to be easy, because as I go back to my earlier point this team needs more than just a few games of confidence It's they need a total change in what you're seeing on the pitch that's not just a team short of confidence it's a team completely lacking in ideas in every level for the absolute basics to the more, the more detailed tactical side of the game it's going to be a big job for whoever takes the job next yeah, but then they could have a clean slate basically because whoever's in charge this season like They'll not find it easy to win the league, so I don't think they'd get slagged if we didn't win the league. And then, like, like, don't forget, even though I think we could still win the league, the top two this season will have a chance to get to the Champions League next season. So we could, like, still make the Champions League, even if, God forbid, we don't win the league. And that would be a great start for the new boss, whoever it is. So they'd be wanting for a, a clean slate, really. They, I don't think they'd be under as much pressure because... Obviously, they'd be under pressure to go off to a good start and win games, but I don't think they'd be under mammoth pressure like when they win the league because whoever's in charge is obviously going to be taking charge for a difficult situation. But the question is who it's going to be. There's all this chat. I mean, the, the Pod Tims guys are quite vocal about Eddie Howe, and I just don't know who it could be. It's You know what? Everybody comes around. See, when I say to people, family, friends, or whatever, even online, and I say, Lennon's got to go. The, the immediate question I get back right away is, who would you get in? <laughs> it's not my job. It's not my job to say who the replacement will be. In May 2019, there were over 40 applications Peter Lawwell got, and he just binned them, or he shoved them in a drawer and didn't, didn't open them, gave it to Neil Lennon in that shiver. So, that's out of my hands now. I mean, it never was in my hands in the fucking first place, but I just want someone else who is not as unprofessional and is not as counterproductive to a football team as Neil Lennon now. And we've we've never once come out given it. He has to go. We have to get rid of him and, and whatever. We've already said that we, we weren't favouring him, but we've never come out fully saying he should walk. But I think I'm at the point now. I don't know about you, John, but I'm just going to say I think Neil Lennon should do the right thing tonight and leave before it gets even messier at Celtic. It would probably be for the best, I. I don't think it's doing really Neil Lennon or Celtic any good to really prolong this like much longer and as I said I mean he'll still go down as a Celtic great and a Celtic legend and he's done well for us as a player as a manager and I think he would he would enhance his reputation even more 
if we realised that like it was probably time to go and Celtic can start a new era, which is probably what we're needing, like a fresh start. I mean, the players we've got are still good players, and hopefully the new guy, I'll be able to get them back uh, firing the way they can, and we can still win the league, don't forget. I'm not giving up on that yet. If we win our games in hand, and this team should, no matter what happened today, this team is still better than practically every team in the Premier League. And I think if we get our heads screwed on, we're still better than Rangers, no matter how well they've started this season. That might come back to bite me, but I've not gave up hope yet in Celtic winning the league. But I think the chances of winning the league would be enhanced if we had some new, fresh ideas. And it probably is better if, before we, especially before we play, like Milan is just a write-off. We're going to beat. That's the that's the preview for that. But it'd just be better if like the new guy or new ideas are in charge for St. Johnston next Sunday and then we can go for there. I'm just saying now if Neil Lennon's in charge for next Sunday's game against St. Johnston, even I would be shocked. And I'm using the word shocked if we actually took three points for that because today really was as bad as it got. Again, it's a podcast of what feels like total negativity. You know it's not as if me or John want to come on and be moaning, but what else can you do? You can't address any of that up. No, it's not fun. It's much more fun when Celtic are good. So hopefully we'll be good again by the time we record another podcast. We'll be, we'll be back on track to an extent. Thanks for coming on, John. You're some guy. You're a diamond to get a bus, get a train, and go out with all the tears just to do this podcast. Whatever you did, it was like planes, trains, and automobiles, John. I don't know what goes on in Maryhill, but you're a stalwart in the podcasting biz. I'm just like I'm just like Steve Martin. Aye, well, I'm, I'm fucking turning into John Candy these days, man. I've got le- I've got less hair than Steve Martin, sadly. Yeah, I agree with that part. <laughs> Before we go, thanks for listening to what has been a thoroughly unpleasant gig pod episode 9 the 10th episode will be gig pod chats with during the week and I'll be with a guest a wee bit more uplifting than Rizzo yeah thanks for listening everybody and sooner than later these podcasts will be enjoyable again Celtic will rise again (laughs) speak to you later we'll see you during the week Podcast Network.